Marianne. Thank you for joining the PBS podcast. We're really excited to be talking to you about um, siblings and their relationship with uh, the children and their family that have special needs or disabilities. So thank you so much for making the time to join us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. And before we get started, do you mind introducing yourself to our listeners? Yes, of course. I'm a child and, a, and adolescent psychologist. I work with uh, children from the ages of four up to the age of 25. Uh, and I also work with parents and families. Amazing. Okay, so let's get right into the topic that we're going to be discussing. Um, so the child with a disability to sibling relationship is often dismissed, it's overlooked, it's forgotten about. Um, and it's not only in relation to their own mental health, but it's also in relation to the contribution they can make to the well-being of the child with special needs or disabilities. So I want to start off with addressing why you think these siblings are overlooked and forgotten. Yeah, so it's only natural that when we have children uh, who need a higher level of care, they take up a larger amount of your time and attention. Um, so the thing is, siblings also have similar stresses to parents, uh, but without the understanding and um, the emotional maturity and or the access to peer support uh, that adults may have. And they may not know how to deal appropriately uh, to what they may be experiencing. Um, there's actually a term uh, called the glass child, um, which was coined to describe the experience of being a sibling of a child with a disability. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not meant to imply that these children are fragile, but rather that uh, uh, these children are somewhat invisible and that parents tend to look right through their problems um, just because in comparison to their siblings, it may not be as obvious. Um, but they actually experience a range of emotions and they tend to grow up quickly. Uh, they feel a sense of responsibility for their siblings. Um, which is also a phenomenon called parentification. Um, and this might seem like a positive outcome for parents, which is why they may be overlooked. Mm -hmm. uh, so a good kid is one who takes some of the burden off their parents. Um, but too much of that can lead to behavioral problems and feelings of rejection. And this is why they are often overlooked. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you mentioned that about the emotional problems that can come about, because my next question to you was actually about that. What kinds of emotional behavioral disorders or other psychological issues can happen for siblings of ind individuals with disabilities? I guess it's very different, of course, um, depending on the experience of each sibling and with anything within any family dynamic, every sibling has a different experience. But there are certain things that may arise um, due to being a sibling of a child with a disability. Um, there may be confusion about what's happening around them and they might have different feelings about what they're experiencing. And it's obviously very different in different developmental stages. Uh, so a toddler can won't make sense of what's happening as good as a teenager would, for example. Um, but sometimes siblings will behave in ways that um, they like they may be worried or anxious. Um, for example, they might withdraw a little, they spend more time in the room, um, or if they're younger, they might become more clingy to parents. Um, they might become the good child, as we said before, um, or they might act up as well, um, express big feelings, um, anger, rage towards a 
sibling, for example, um, like let's think of a child who's quiet and seems to go with the flow. They're not expressive about their feelings or their wants and their needs. And so they're just basically there, like they don't really express what they feel. And so they're mostly quiet about what's happening. Um, so when they face challenges, they might tend to withdraw and they hide from situations. They become very avoidant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the child who pushes buttons because they don't have the tools to express how they feel. And often children don't uh, until they're taught to. So they might act out, as we said, and, and make themselves feel heard by gaining attention. And sometimes they might regress and start acting like a younger child again in the hopes of mm-hmm. gaining that attention from parents. And then that's when they cling on to parents um, um, and not want to separate from them. And they experience a lot of jealousy as well. Children can also, sometimes uh, they want to compensate for the limitations of their brother or sister. So they don't want to be a burden on their parents. Um, so they might just want to do everything perfectly. And they might think it's their job to take care of others, um, but they don't actually know how to deal with their own. And these are the issues that arise. Mm-hmm. Um, also, low self-esteem can be one of them. They might be worried about the future, what that holds, if they're a bit older as teenagers, maybe. Uh, They might feel like something's wrong with them. They don't know how to talk about it. They don't know how to talk to their peers about it. They might feel embarrassed, maybe pointing. um, And it's often hard to explain that. And and they may feel anxious or feelings of fear or guilt because of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And when do you think a clinical expert needs to intervene in cases like that? Um, So generally, if you notice uh, behavioral changes um, with sleep routine, appetite, mood, um, can be a sign of anxiety, depressive symptoms, uh, or acting out in school, um, acting out towards their sibling, which is completely fine because sibling conflict in any context is completely okay. Um, but there's also in times of um, maybe a child feeling frightened of their sibling if they do not understand what may be going on or the disability that their sibling may have. Again, developing on, uh, uh, depending on their developmental stage. Um, in this case, it would be a good idea to ask for help from a professional. Also, in cases of bullying, if they may be experiencing that, as I said earlier, uh, sometimes their peers may not understand um, why their sibling may be acting in a certain way or my, or why their sibling may need more care. Um, so this is when it would be best to um, seek professional help. Mm-hmm. Okay. And would a child, it obviously depends on the age of the, of the child, but the, the best person to go to in this case would be someone like you, a child and adolescent psychologist in more extreme cases I guess it would be a psychiatrist are those the professional parents should be seeking out so first and foremost it's either a child and adolescent psychologist or a parenting consultant Uh, in order to kind of just have a better sense of what behaviors your child may be experiencing and if that may need professional uh, intervention or not um, and in both cases, yeah, you'd go through a child and adolescent psychologist or a parenting consultant, and then, if needed, a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you for that. The next question to me is an interesting one because we do get this question asked to us a lot by parents sometimes when it comes to like our initial intakes or consultations. Um, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm curious to know what you think. 
Do you think it makes a difference whether the sibling is the firstborn child in the family or if the child with the disability is the firstborn? You can't you can't give a clear cut answer to that, um, but there are things that are more certain. For example, if the child with a disability is the firstborn, then the second child is born into that. And so it sort of becomes the norm within the family dynamic. Mm -hmm. um, but within that, still at each developmental stage, you will need to explain to your child what kind of disability your sibling has and how best to navigate uh, those challenges. Um, and when the child is, uh, if the child with a disability is a second born, um, it may be more difficult because then the child is not understanding why uh, my sibling is getting so much attention, which is typical behavior when a second sibling comes either way. But it may be um, a more intense feeling when a child ha does have a disability because then the child, the whole family is uh, going, is grieving that and, and trying to navigate the challenges and trying to understand um, how to cope with that. Not all parents will be facing challenges with whether the sibling is the firstborn or if it might not even it might not even matter. But we do sometimes get this question, so yeah, ask you. Um, okay, so moving on. So obviously, we've talked a lot about um, the different issues that can happen, and there are a lot of pressures on the siblings, and this can lead to different reactions that can carry forward into adulthood. Um, so being a child and adolescent psychologist, how can these pressures be best handled as much as possible so that they don't have impacts on future outcomes? Okay, so siblings of children with a disability are um, often emotionally neglected and they may experience a lot of pressure to be problem-free or perfect, as we said earlier. Um, they may take on parental responsibilities uh, within the family at a very young age, uh, which may force them to grow up quickly. And often they miss out on just being a kid uh, and it's overwhelming for them. Um, but in all cases, a parent reaction and uh, acceptance and adjustment to uh, what this child may be going through is the most important thing at every stage. Because like we said, at every developmental stage, um, a parent may need to re-explain in using a developmentally appropriate language of what is going on and what exactly, what kind of disability their sibling has. Um, but sometimes uh, because children are egocentric, uh, they may blame themselves for a sibling's disability. And they may actually grow up believing this and children have a huge imagination. So uh, the amount of things that they may be experiencing emotionally and they may not express it uh, in obvious ways. Um, so it is very important for them to understand what their siblings condition is. Um, and also they may become self-sufficient quite early. Um, so allowing children to make mistakes and to just be a kid is really what the goal is here because we often get lost in um caring for the child with a disability and we overlook what the sibling may be going through uh, because that child is forming a more typical development and and does not require the amount of attention that, that a child with a disability is needed 
also with being a people pleaser, they might want to please everyone in order to not be a burden, as we said earlier, but it's important for parents to express their love to their children. Um, they that they don't have to try so hard to be loved by you. And in this way, then one-on-one -on -one time with the sibling is extremely important so that they're aware that they have special needs too. And um, their time alone is just as important. And only then with consistent love, care and attention will they develop that confidence and uh, that worthiness that their time is important too. Um, and then they can navigate those changes later on in life. Great. It's actually building into my next question. You already touched on it uh, in mm -hmm. terms of parental advice and parental guidance. But is there anything else mm -hmm. that you can advise parents uh, with to support siblings uh, better in situations where they might feel like they're being isolated or sidelined? Yeah. So as we said, parents have to remember to give every sibling attention. And it may not be equal, so we have to understand that fair doesn't mean that everyone gets the same. It, it just means that everyone gets what they need. And every sibling within any family dynamic has different needs. And this is the most important thing to pay attention to. So as we said, dedicating alone time is extremely important. And it can be planned um, where I like to call them like dates, going out on a date with your child and your child can choose what to do or vice versa. And it's more of just separate time where the child gets to spend quality time with you. Um, and so they can feel special. Um, also, another important thing is to give them power to have their own social lives. I think this is something that's extremely important to mention because although it can be tempting to try and get them to include their a sibling with a disability as much as possible, um, especially when they're similar ages as well. Um, like take your brother or sister with you, don't leave them out. Um, it's important to make sure that your child feels as though their friendships are theirs and theirs alone. And that's not something that they need to share and that's okay. Um, that being said, one thing to be mindful of um, when it comes to the siblings of a child with any form of disability, is making them feel as though they are obliged to help. Um, although it's always okay to ask for help uh, from children, uh, we also need to ensure that they're not obliged to help. And this is where a parentification comes in. And it's really important to, again, make sure that your child is living um, the age that's appropriate. Adding on to this, of course, you'd want your child to develop some empathy and to let your child um uh, help out but um it's important to just not overload them with responsibility and they need to have a way to develop their own independence and interests uh far away from their siblings um in any case really another important point is to expect sibling conflict as i said earlier that's completely natural um and it's important to not be overprotective during sibling conflict because children usually provoke each other because they want more attention from parents. Um, they want their, their sibling to play with them. They want to gain a sense of power over the child. There are so many different reasons, but if we jump at every opportunity to intervene, uh, then we're really just um, affecting that sibling relationship and uh, that child may carry on resentment later on. Um, so it is important to treat them the same uh, to the best of your ability, of course. Um, so instead of really like using words like help your sibling, um, help your sister, help your brother, it's always in the form of help, help, help. And it's important to 
focus on their relationship and what games they may be able to play together. Um, maybe they can help with reading, uh, watching a movie together, um, picking out different activities. That's extremely important. Um, but they also need a space to vent and to express their frustration or maybe jealousy because that may happen at times and acknowledging those emotions and validating them that it's completely okay to feel those things because they may be they may be feeling guilty for experiencing them and that can come out in the form of anger um so these are really i think the most important things to pay attention to and of course at every stage it's very very different with each child and each child as i said does have different specific needs thank you mariam you brought up some really 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 good points um, and all super important. Uh, we spent a lot of time talking now about how issues can manifest and how um, there can be certain challenges for the sibling um, uh, in in the family dynamic. But now I, I just kind of want to shift gear for gears for our last question and uh, talk about how you think, being raised with someone with a dis disability can impact the sibling favorably in terms of personal growth uh, and development for them? We did focus on the negatives, but there are actually a lot of positive outcomes that develop out of that. And um, first and foremost, they learn a lot of patience and tolerance and compassion. Um, and also they have opportunities to handle difficult situations. Uh, so they become extremely resilient, um, much better self uh, sense of self-control, um, emotional maturity is much higher. Um, they have tolerance towards differences. Uh, they're able to be more responsible. Um, they have a level of compassion that makes them really good friends. <laughs> and they have a lot of friends because of it actually. Um, and there's also an appreciation for the diversity of humanity and a deep, deep sense of loyalty. Um, it gives them an opportunity to learn to love someone because of their imperfections. And uh, that's something that's extremely positive that arises out of a sibling relationship. I completely, completely agree. Well, Mariam, is there anything else that you want to add? Um, this has really been such an insightful discussion. I'm so excited for it to release <laughs> this episode. I think a lot of people are going to benefit. A lot of parents, a lot of uh, siblings that are young, old, all kinds of different um, age groups. Is there anything else you want to add? I really hope so. Uh, no, not at all. I just wanted to clarify that there's no one right way of parenting at all, but it's it's really just about identifying maybe the important factors that we sometimes overlook because of um, how stressful life gets. And I, every each individual in the family is going through something of their own, uh, but it is important to pay attention to these things um, in order to develop a, a healthier a relationship between siblings. Thank you so, so much, Mariam. Thank you. Thank you.